I already hit the button. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I'll be I right went, back. I went live way out of turn. <laughs> well, I'll be right back. I'll be right Dave's back. Dave's like, oh, no, no. I'm like, I'm going to go live. And Dave's like, no, no, no. Don't go live. I'm, I'm going to go step away for a up. second. I'm going to put my cat in the Go in ahead. Go ahead, man. I'll All carry right. things. I'll carry right. things. We were All just right. talking right about back. how awesome my wife is buying, well, spending my money <laughs> to my bum kids' Christmas gifts. No, I'm just kidding. She's getting needy kids Christmas gifts, and she's awesome. She's very stoked about it. I wish she was just as stoked about comics and action figures when I want them. But, hey, we can't have all the things. And I talk shit, man. My lady's dope. When she goes to the Walmart or some store, she'll take a picture of the toy aisle and then send it to me. And ask me if I want anything. So I could. it could be worse. It could be worse. And we got kind of a short show this week. It's going to be a lot of TV, which is weird but with the schedule and the cancellations that we've had lately we have to catch up on some television so oh there's andy checking in i'm back Thanks, andy oh hey I'm back. just talking about andy and go to the outright geekery group on facebook man it's so much fun i had so much drama today talking with some folks oh what kind of drama about group stuff it was dumb facebook group stuff but and it uh, really wasn't drama it was just like uh wow what, what's going on you know that sort of shit but andy uh, run a tight ship up there and that's the key, in my opinion. You know, you let one dude handle the shit. You make sure the dude knows what he's doing, and then it gets handled. And it's being handled. Oh, he put, like, a poll up. How's the group going? Good, bad, or whatever? And it was resoundingly good from what I saw last time I checked it out. So. Ah. Yeah. Man, Taylor may not make it, man. He got three oh, minutes. Oh, no. But uh, it's kind of a short show, dude. There wasn't much happening. It's end of the year, you know. There's not much going on 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 the TV. Well, that's what we're talking about. Well, it was also like or in the comics, like also, there ain't much going on. Like, well, no, it's uh, the fifth week of the month for mm -hmm. November. Mm -hmm. So, like, the towards the end of the month, anyways. Yeah, there weren't a lot of good books either this week, man. Um, there are a couple of gems, but nothing like you know I'm writing home about. But oh yeah. I guess we're going to talk about our annual best of show that will be coming up in the next couple of weeks. Superman's. We're talking about some Superman news that is interesting. Really hope Taylor shows up because no one else will give a fuck about this news. Uh, well, I, I, uh, I wanted to mention that uh, bad idea thing. Uh, well, you can mention that. I didn't get okay. any picks on that, but yeah, you can mention that after. Uh, here, I'll add it. That's why right. we do the pre-show so we can fucking add this shit. I'm going to call it David's bad idea. That's great. I appreciate that. <laughs> I hate bad idea as a concept. I, I, I don't dislike I them. Do. I do think their marketing is a little unconventional. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Unconventional is downright stupid. It's dumb. But yeah, best of the year, Superman, bad days, bad idea. Motu coming back to comics. More Lazarus Planet. And then it's TV. Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special and Andor. Man, I Andor, just spoiler, you know, in the pre-show, this is my favorite thing out of all of Star Wars, dude. I loved this shit so much. Yeah, it's a slow burn, but it takes a long time for someone to be a become a revolutionary, you know? Yeah, he, and I he really didn't... think it's capturing some realism there, but we will go in on it. And it's um, also it's also like very very yeah. like uh, um inception stage rebellion. Yeah, exactly. This is this is this is these disparate groups who are working separately across the galaxy. And they're scumbags. Just, they're just as they much are scumbags Saul as Guerrera. the Empire. Yeah, Saul Guerrera. 
Yeah, we're gonna talk about it. Here's Canonically Taylor. is a piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> oh my god, it's so great. He is right on time as usual. Like he is every a wizard. good wizard. I do my best. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. You missed the pre-show. I heard you guys talking about Sagarera. You will be just as surprised as, as Andy. So let's do it. <laughs> I'm just along for the ride today, I guess. I like it. Me, me, me. all. I, I suck that Dave doesn't have his voice this week. Uh, you know, I got my it was a pretty cool voice. I have to get sick more often. You know, it, it, it's worth looking into, Dave. <laughs> I'm actually writing more notes. Somehow some of my notes got deleted. Oh, no. uh, welcome back. It's another episode of This Geek and Comics Outright Geekeries. Comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show. Taylor and David. How's it going, gentlemen? Pretty good. I'm Pretty doing well. good. Good. I had a good week. Had a good visit with my dad this weekend. He gave me a bunch of money, which was really nice. Uh, I mean, all kinds of great shit happened. My dad is a retired eccentric old man, and... Yeah, I could tell he's trying to make himself right in the world because he was the mis- most miserly, <laughs> stingiest motherfucker coming up. But he giving mm. that shit away like it's nothing now. So he had uh, his own little Christmas carol. <laughs> yeah, huh? uh, I got a quick segment one. Hawkeye. I rewatched it because you know that's what you do with Christmas shit. You watch it around Christmas, and this is now added to the rotation, dude. It's even better the second time around. Um. Yeah, this will be an annual viewing for like all time, you know, as long as this MCU is a thing and uh, yeah, Disney uh, Plus is a thing. And it's I should out go there. back and uh, rewatch this when I get on my break here. So, yeah, yeah I remember dude. enjoying it a lot last year. Yeah, it, it's just really fun. And again, it's even better like the second time around. Once you know everything, like you see more Easter eggs and shit early on. And it's it's fun, dude. It's fun. It talks about the blip and it talks about, you know, Black Widow. It still has all those emotions of that. You know, third phase, those first three phases, and yeah, it's really great, dude. So, what'd y'all do this week? Anything cool? Cool. Got to play. Uh, got to have a power D and D session, like all three days of the weekend here. Ooh. Three different campaigns, and I got to be a player instead of a DM for all of them. Wow, that's rare too. Yeah, Usually you're running the show. Usually, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Anything cool happen there? Anybody get? Fireball, wait, it's a small room. Was there a TPK? <laughs> yeah. No, we're all competent, so yeah, no ah, TPK. There you go, there you go. Uh, Dave, anything? Did you well, do anything at all? I spent the first half of the week recovering. Oh, yeah, uh, sicko. Cause, I mean, losing your sick voice. Yeah, <laughs> more like the greatest voice. voice ever. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went back and listened to that podcast. And it yeah. was great. I, it's hilarious, dude. It was pretty good. So I'm great. so sorry. I'm so sorry that I can't be sick all the time and sound like oh, that. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> It'd be, you know, you're being kind of selfish by taking your health seriously. <laughs> but the podcast benefits greatly from your sick voice. <laughs> Right. Um, but I did. I did uh, catch up on Andor and the Guardians uh, holiday special. And Ooh, um, that's a segue. No, we're doing. And uh, last night was the end of the last season of Fortnite and the start of the new season of Fortnite. Oh yeah, there's motorbikes now. Motorbikes, the Doom Guy, Witcher. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, no Miles Morales yet, but I figured no, he's coming. No Miles. Yeah, I heard it's coming too. I don't uh, play, got, but I, we got I Spider keep Gwen. My kid plays. We got Spider Man, Spider Gwen last season. Yeah. So, you know, there's things. That's cool. I've heard p- people describe Fortnite as like the peak of late stage capitalism, where like everyone like mutually benefits. Fortnite benefits from getting the licenses, and the licenses benefit from being in Fortnite. So, well, yeah. it, I would. It's yeah, just I like more... calcified corporate synergy, and it's also point. a game I... that is free, dude. You know what I mean? The only yeah. way that game makes money is by microtransactions, and it makes billions of fucking dollars. It yes, makes it so much Video game money. companies figured out a while ago that if they can get people to pay for convenience, they will. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Get like um, a skin or whatever. Yep. Yeah. But it, it it's like uh, Gomer says, nostalgia is a genre. And this game yeah. is the embodiment of that. Yeah, that's cool. That's so cool. Not all of it's no, even I, nostalgia, though. A lot of it's like current shit, you yeah, know? Yeah, dude. It's there like marketing. It's, yeah, it's like wrestling. You know how wrestling would have like kind of a you know, brought to you by. That's how Fortnite yeah. is. It's brought to yeah. you by every fucking thing. You yeah, know? But every fucking but like, thing. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but they, yeah. they, they do throw in, uh, bones every now and then. They had like uh, the old school Terminator T uh, yeah. uh, eight hundred. They had yeah, RoboCop. Cool. Yeah, I mean, again, so, they don't. They they do everything. Well, it was yeah, an anniversary do. or something for RoboCop. I think. Yeah, but, they did a Ghostbusters anniversary. Yeah, that uh, last cool. year. That was cool. Uh, did y'all watch Willow? Not to change the subject, y'all watching a Willow show? I'm like saving that for my break. Awesome, y'all. Awesome. Let's talk about gonna, that once it wraps. I'm probably going to catch it tonight. It's a fun show. I've watched the first two episodes. Now uh, there's a third one, and it's pretty cool. It's. I will point out, I did not watch the original. Oh, I had wow. no nostalgia associated with this. I never even heard of the original until they announced what? the show. But wow, what I, I, I hear it's pretty good yeah, though. You so lose I think a little it, bit the there, original little Willow okay. is a Ron Howard joint. Yeah, on okay, Lucas man. But I just I know he's like, oh, it Ron didn't Howard stay in joint. the zeitgeist the way that like Indiana Jones or Star Wars did. By the time I was born, sure. I think it's it's presence it in a, the pop culture had already gone. You know? Yeah, sure. the, the one thing that the, did reemerge a few years after the original Willow is there was a novelization of a sequel. Yeah, uh, it, okay. was good. it was but You already good. answered this, I guess, but um, would I get anything out of this without having the nostalgia associated? Is, uh, have you seen the movie? since i have not i can go and do watch that i guess movie. anytime i want to now yeah watch yeah watch i that assume movie. it's on disney plus yeah exactly <laughs> watch that movie and then i think it'll be okay i don't think it's really a nostalgia thing i think willow is just a fucking cool movie it's just a good fantasy movie dude it, it is. really is it's, it's one right. of the it's one of the few times you get to see val kilmer like wielding swords yeah and he's well, really great at it. i'm he's sure i will uh, asshole. i love it live yeah, to hear yeah. but yeah he, i guess he I'll, is I'll yeah, report he'll... back once I've uh once I Yes, I've... watch yes. We'll talk yeah. about Willow for sure. Awesome. All right, well, let's do news. All right, there's some shitty news this week. Why? Because it's December and there's nothing going on. Uh there was a convention this week in LA Comic Con. Nothing broke at all. No news. There's a bunch of trailers that came out. Yeah, there was an Indiana Jones trailer. There's an Indiana Jones that... trailer. Yeah. We got the uh Guardians 3 trailer. Yeah. Um well, there was something else. Well, there was another Ant Man trailer, but that's we already had yeah. that. Yeah. No, there was another third one, dude. There was another, I know there was, there another, was another big another one, one, but I just there was I another Marvel trailer. Right I'm trying to think of what it was. It was they did bring out another uh, Mario trailer. Guardians. Yeah, maybe that one was it. That Mario no. one was actually a trailer, though. The it other was actually was a trailer. Teasers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the other ones are just teasers. Yeah. 
But yeah, if anybody, if anyone remembers what other fucking teaser came out, there was right, another was Marvel indie, trailer. It was indie and uh, Guardians three and Guardians. That's and it. And then there was there was another trailer. There was another Ant Man one, but that was just that was, that was just like a that was like a retrospective on the other Ant Man movies yeah, more so than different. anything new. That was different. Yeah, uh, man, I don't remember. Anyway, fuck it. Uh, first bit of news: our best of the year. I mean, this is how bad the actual news is this week. Uh, our best of the year show is coming up. Uh, I figured again, Taylor likes to keep it simple, and I tend to agree with him because I mean, you could just rack your fucking brain, you know, if you get too deep. So I'm thinking best series, best writer, best artist, and then best other shit. Yeah. Awesome. No covers, no minis. To, yeah, I mean, we don't want to yeah. belabor it too much. Yeah, yeah get, like yeah. movie, we'll TV, TV show, TV. comic. You know, right. Basically. As long as I had an issue or an episode come out in this calendar year, meaning the first week in January, anytime there and on, it it is, you know, you can have it in there. And we'll keep it flexible, right? Just like top three. You can have just one if you want. I'll just you do know? probably one. That way we don't That's have cool. to. But like, if you want honorable mentions, you know, if you sure, want to sure, have yeah. a list, definitely, guys, put a highlight on there. And, uh, oh, yeah, there was a Blue Beetle poster. That's right, Andy. There was, was a Blue Beetle rad. poster, yeah. That I like the little that got me scare excited and everything. Because I kind of forgot that was a thing. Um, it's hard to tell with one of those right now. It's it difficult is. to know. Oh, yeah, Cocaine Bear trailer came out. Oh, yeah, Cocaine Bear. I'm not counting Cocaine Bear, though. That's Cocaine Bear know, looked shit. interesting. Uh, it it kind of had like it's it's kind of like snakes on a plane energy. We're like, yeah. man, this looks stupid as hell, but interesting. Yeah, yeah. but uh, just a note, hosts, if you want me to have covers of your favorites, you're gonna have to send me those cut co- yeah, the names of you're gonna have to spoil the lists, you know, for me. But if you don't give a shit, I don't give a shit either. I can always look for them on the fly too. Depends on how many scotches I have during the show. <laughs> it will uh, be. We'll it will be during a long break because I am getting a break at the end of the year as well. My shit is yeah. I guess now uh, at the end of the year. Look forward to that sometime after Christmas, I guess. Well, no, yeah, after Christmas, but still this year. Yeah. You know, yeah, we'll yeah, see. yeah. We'll see. Well, um, uh, New Year's Eve is um, a Saturday this year. Yeah. Well, Christmas Eve. Or no, Christmas Day is on a Sunday, and I'm still planning on doing the show. It's yeah. just an hour out of my day. I ain't leaving home. Well, you know? I'll, do, so, I'll probably do it as well. But yeah, yeah, I'll so. be here, man. Dave, if you can't make it, just, you know, whatever. He's probably working. No one uh, what, Christmas Eve? Christmas. No, Christmas Day. Christmas oh, day. I'm off that day. Well, Hell no yeah. shit. I hope so, Cratchit. I mean, what, what the fuck, man? Yeah, what Ebenezer Scrooge-ass <laughs> employer do you have? Or that was do even you, a question. Do you work for corporate America? Because sometimes they don't give a fuck. Well, that is true. You I mean, wrong. like, uh, a lot wrong. of places, like, like obviously, like, hospitals and, like, fire departments and things that's that are going to have to stay up. That's, 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 that's an obvious necessity. But, yeah, that's like, movie theaters and yeah. things like that are open pretty... Uh, Oh yeah, that's pretty true. consistently on Christmas. They get to nowadays. watch free movies though. So. You probably get like the morning off, I I guess. But yeah. yeah. Uh, David's bad idea is up next on my list. I don't even know what this is, Dave. Oh, you're talking so, about bad idea comics, the publisher. So basically, if you, if you know anything about bad idea, you know that they have like deals directly. They distribute directly to their. Uh, They're self-distributing. Yeah, they they yeah, send they, directly to the yeah. comic shops that you know are partnered with them. And well, they have a preferred list of comic shops. Only a certain shop you have to qualify to be sent those books. Yes, but what has happened? What is bad idea? Over the course of I guess a couple of months, mm-hmm. got a book into Diamond and had it sent to 
basically stores nationwide that ordered it. Yeah. Non-bad idea stores got a bad idea book this week. And it yeah. is You got it. I did get one. I, I found it on the shelf and it was like bad idea. It the because in the previews, I I did read up on it in the preview yeah. magazine that it was in, it wasn't under bad idea, it was under it B up, which is button yeah. up, which bad idea is known for their buttons. Mm-hmm. Um so when I went to the shop and found it, I asked Travis, "Is like, when did you guys become a bad idea shop? And he was like, what are you talking about? So he had no idea. It's weird that no one reads the previews enough. Like any of the big like comic book websites reads the previews to be able to, you know, crack that case, break that story. What yeah, the fuck so, ever they, so they pretty much pulled, they pretty much pulled like a Hickman with like the die. No, no, die, no it was Kirkman. Kirkman. Kirkman did that. Oh, yeah. With uh, uh, die, yeah, die, die. Yeah, die, die, die. I got a copy of that. I was very happy. I did. I got a copy of that too. But um, I was totally surprised by this, and the the book cool. itself is not awesome, but it is a very <laughs> out there book. <laughs> All right. So bad idea is kind of betraying their core business model by doing something that's like you know sustainable. Uh, well, <laughs> well, bad idea. Sending like it to the- comic shops, crazy. Bad idea is their marketing is very unconventional sometimes and very inconvenient. That's a really kind way of saying bad. It is bad, dude. Yeah. It is bad. Uh, here's some word on on bad idea. It's Dinesh uh, Shamdansi, who was the uh, former owner of Valiant. He was kind of pushed out when they went corporate. It was his thing. Uh, the way Valiant's going right now, I wish he would just abandon this bad idea shit and buy Valiant back. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. But he might. also, you never know when they publish right, bad idea. right. But also, when uh, uh, when Bad Idea first started, they had a guy working for him named Hunter Gorenson, and he is now he has moved all around. He's been at Boom. He was at uh, DMG's like TV shit, you know, that they're doing um, through his affiliation with Valiant, you know, early on. But he's now the like the editor in chief or whatever over at Oni press, which is fucking amazing for this guy. I mean, I remember when he was just hitting me up on Twitter and say, Hey man, do you want some get valiant books? You know what I mean? Just hitting yeah. everybody up here that he could just to try to get people to read these damn comics. And yeah, good for him. Anyway, moving on. Bad idea is lame. Action <laughs> comics, 1050. Uh, this is pretty big news. John Kent and Clark Kent, both of them, are going to get their secret identities back. Uh, Both generations of Superman will see their secret identities reinstated in Action 1050. When Superman has to sell his marriage to Mephisto, I'm going to be so goddamn mad. Oh, dude, I'm so (laughs) glad you made that reference, man. That is exactly where my fucking notes go. Spider-Man One More Day by... was It it was Slot, right? Dan Slot? Um, Joe Quesada? I know it was Joe Quesada. I don't know if that was Dan Slott. I honestly don't remember at this point. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, uh, Clark lost his during the New 52, and then it had it briefly restored in Rebirth, and then Bendis revealed it to the world again. Uh, All right, so this is a quote. The stories we're about to tell in Action Comics Superman and Adventures of Superman, John Kent are a celebration of everything Superman is, from the super family to Daily Planet to the most iconic love story in comics, arguably. Lois and Clark said actually. I would agree with that. I mean, it's one of them. It definitely ranks I, up. If you there. ask a random person on the street who Superman's girlfriend or wife is, they know. Well, they'll know. You know. They'll know. 
in a way that like you know not everyone oh, knows that like yeah. sharon carter is with captain america or you know like anything like well, that. peter parker and mj is close, that's up there that is up yeah. there for sure yeah you're probably right that is a little bit more reed and sue no i don't think maybe the in, average in the next five anyone years. who knows knows sure but like i'm talking like average person the way that superman is like way more well known and way more iconic for like just average random non-nerds yeah this that's saying that's true of lois lane as well everyone knows who lois lane is yeah uh so some elements of the lois and clark dynamic can only be there with the secret identity and even just on a deep down gut level something about seeing clark kent in the tie and glasses again ripping open the shirt so yeah, they're going for sort of that nostalgia feel. Sure, it's sure. A, I mean, John Williams music in there, you know. Honestly, the fact that John Kent survived the like perpetual shift back to the status quo is a goddamn miracle. Yeah, for you sure. Know? The for identity sure. thing was never gonna last. Yeah. So I mean, this does open some some questions, right? Like how? First of all, I don't know. Like, I'm guessing uh, like. Fifth dimensional sprite or some shit. Yeah, I, I mean, Superman I, I think is going to fly. And he's going to push yeah. the planet backwards and turn back time. Right. I think it doesn't really matter, but uh, I'm anxious to see the impact, you know, and and the reasoning that they have there. You know, why would they not, you know, want their secret identities revealed if it's gone this well for them so far, yeah. which it has been going? It's going to be interesting to see how they write themselves out of this corner. You know, it'll be interesting I, to I see. It's going to be fun. I mean, uh, the, the fact yeah. that Tom Taylor in particular is part of the uh, decision-making process sure. here does give me sure. a lot of faith that they'll handle it pretty well. Sure, sure. Uh, uh, also, one day, one more day was written by Straczynski. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. See how easy... Oh, that was JMS. Okay. See how, I couldn't remember if that was the... We forgive the... I couldn't remember if that was best. like the tail end of his thing or not, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what about John and his relationship? You know what I mean? That's That'd probably be simplified a lot, you know? I don't know. Are, is he still going to be in on it? What's that kid's name? The dude who, like, um, Oh, um, Jay. Oh, yeah, Jay. Jay. So simple. But I was yeah, trying to remember I mean, his superhero name, but, yeah, his real name yeah, is Jay. But uh, Jay and John. So, Gossamer? I, mean, how, I don't know. What is, what is that going to mean for their relationship? You know, uh, is he going to know? Is he going to be part of forgetting that? Are they just going to say, fuck it and let that relationship go in this new status quo? I think that's a dumb fucking idea. I mean, they uh, barely had any time together as a couple so far. And that was such a big deal when they announced that they were going that way. I doubt yeah. they're going to retcon that away. Yeah, dude, I agree. I think they should definitely keep it the way it is. So we will have more on that. That comes out soon, like very, very soon. So, yeah. Uh, next bit, Mattel has made a deal with Dark Horse. We're doing more Masters of the Universe. Woohoo! This one's for you, Dave. This one's for you. It's Thank a brand you. new anthology series featuring now, Sergio Argones, Kelly oh. Jones, Eddie Nunez, Fico Azio, a personal Ooh. favorite of mine, David Rubin, Claudio Balboni, and more. It returns in a new anthology series in the Revelation universe. Now, what do you think about that? Is that okay? That's fine, but the there are three different He-Man in the picture there, and they're all different from different universes. So is that a spoiler, or is that something? The dude in the front with the uh, the mask, that's not He-Man, is it? No, that's Zodak. No, no, that's, a, that's like the Silver Surfer of the that's fucking Motu. That's, okay. that's Zodak, but you have... Isn't he like the Silver Surfer of the Motu? He is kind of uh, like the Silver Surfer. Well, he's more of uh, like a, a Green Lantern, I would Who's that dude who sits in the chair, man? That's in Zodak. The new gods. Modok. 
Yeah, uh, he's like a no, 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 not Modoc. Metron, Metron, Metron. Yeah, Metron. He reminds me of Metron. But yeah, he's because you have the the I guess on my left the top He Man right there. That is the Revelations He Man. The yeah, one with the, the Viking looks like helmet. The regular He Man. The one with the Viking helmet is New Eternia He Man, which is yeah. like a different, a different, an alternate storyline. And then the one in the the, the big with the guy red, with the red insignia. The red insignia is the Netflix CGI He Man. Yes, yeah, that's right. So, so I mean, that tells me that either this is like an homage cover celebrating just all of He Man. Or they're lying in this new story. Well, if it's if it's set <laughs> in the Revelations, because there there is going to be a follow up sequel, follow up series to yeah. uh, Revelations called Revolution. Yeah. Uh, but that's a pretty nice cover. Like kind of that's yeah, a Kelly that's Jones rad. cover. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and here's like the premise for the first one. In the depths of Castle Grayskull, the sorceress and Zodak debate the value of He-Man. To save the life of her champion, the sorceress must take the Cosmic Enforcer on a tour of the multiverse. So there you oh, go. There's your in. There's, there's your... your in, Dave. Ah. First, a tour across the world where a dim barbaric He-Man bumbles through a world of annoying warrior goddesses and four demons as he pers he's pursued by a hungry green tiger in a tale drawn by the legendary Sergio Arganis. Uh, dude, he does Gru and Mad Magazine, dude. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Sergio. Sergio yeah, he, Aragonis, he recently man. did like the uh, Gru meets Tarzan. Yeah, it was fucking cool, dude. Uh, and then in turn, you the power of Grayskull summons an entirely different warrior. Horrific ghost story illustrated by Kelly Jones. Uh, and then it's just the other shit, you know, whatever. So there's your in. To me, the way that this reads, this anthology series, right? They're going to lean in to as much of, of shit as they can, testing the waters to see what people like, to see what works. And then, yeah, dude, we're going to get more new Masters of the Universe. Well, and that would be fucking dope, man. If it's if they're going to call it Masters Masterverse, then that does kind of encompass all... All you know, of it. All like of it. the you whole know, multiverse of shit, Multiverse dude. of He-Man, yeah. Yeah, dude. And then they can start doing tie-ins with IDW so the Power Rangers can go fight He-Man and shit like that. And the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles can go fight he man that might be pretty cool that would be awesome dude all right last bit and there's no marvel news this week there was just nothing worth really talking about lazarus planet is getting even bigger here's the checklist man if i'd have known it would look this small on the list i would have gotten a better one uh and that's not even the full one so i don't the know the freaking monkey prince book is the one that's tying into this Dude, there's a Monkey Prince book tying into it, yes. Yeah. Everything like the is main series for Monkey Prince. Everything is tying into this. Um, it, it's wild, but really they've announced a book called – that's the one I want to focus on. Revenge of the Gods, number one. Uh, G. Willow Wilson is writing it, and I'm a big fan. Uh, yeah. She, she, okay. Tormey yeah. Is, is doing the uh, art. Uh, there's a backup story by Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad. Mm. That's going to be dope. Alisa Martinez is doing the art on that. Uh, but it's a Wonder Woman Shazam team-up book, dude. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty cool premise. I'm all fucking over that. There's the Simone DeMeo cover. That looks rad. Awesome. That looks nice. That does yeah, look nice. Yeah, man. So I am all over this. I assume uh, this the is... Kevin Smith around. Uh, Andrew chimed in. Thanks for stopping um, by. Uh, he man, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin, Kevin Smith, Smith was the creative cool, force dude. behind the revelation. Yeah, so he could yeah. he could he could definitely be involved in this. You yeah, know, master of the universe shit. I hope he is, dude. 
But yeah, I assume uh, the Shazam Wonder Woman crossover is probably, at least in part, meant to uh, build some hype for the Shazam movie where they're fighting a bunch of Greek gods, it looks like. Yeah, so that'll be fun, dude. I'm all over that. I'm all over that. Anyway, that's it for the comic news this week. We'll have more next week, maybe. Uh, but let's get into it. Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. This was uh, charming as hell. This was just perfect, this was great. Dude. It was this just perfection. great. Uh, from the plot to Kevin Bacon. Uh, the first thing they did when they got there was go to a gay bar and just have the best fucking time. You know, Groot's new look. What the fuck is that? Swole Groot. Swole Groot, yeah. Swole Groot. Uh, Nebula dancing at the end. The old 97s dressed up as fucking aliens. Oh my I God. didn't know who that was until yeah. like I saw somebody. Yeah. Oh, that was. Oh, okay. Bucky's arm. I mean, yeah, just they did really a great like a job capitalizing on a bunch of uh, running gags. You know, like yeah. they keep mentioning Kevin Bacon, and they finally brought Kevin Bacon into it. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, Bucky's arm and something that you know Rocket dropped in the Avengers movie, and yeah, they capitalize on that. And Mantis and uh, Drax continue to have one of the best dynamics among the Guardians, and they basically yeah. that was basically this whole movie was them having shenanigans, and it was great. Yeah, it really was because they have like these almost neurodivergent, I would say, um, personalities. You know what I mean? It's almost like this yeah. really fun fish out of water um, personality that they have all the time. And yeah, they crack jokes off of it, but fuck, they crack jokes off every fucking. Uh, individual problem that every fucking individual has in these, in this franchise, you know, they're always cracking jokes about it, but uh, yeah, just a great pairing there. Uh, The revelation that Manus and uh, Star-Lord are are siblings. That never occurred to me before, but yeah, it seems like an obvious thing. It doesn't feel like an ass pull, you know, like that's, it's totally believable because she was hanging out with ego when we first met her and everything. Yeah. She, yeah, Ego didn't kill her because she provided the service. Yes. Right, right. I um, they, they do a really sweet payoff. And I think that's probably the my my overall feelings about the special here is that the same way that the Guardians movies have the really brilliant combination of like yeah. extreme hilarity, but also really sweet, heartfelt moments. Yeah. Um most of this was shenanigans. Most of this was funny, but it did still have like big emotional payoffs. Like when Kevin Bacon decided to stay behind to save the day and, yeah. you know, Peter yeah. and Mantis's conversation at the end, it was all really yeah. sweet. And it was, it was very, very, very yeah. Christmassy, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the, the guardians movies, there's dire straits, you know, there's, there's something that needs to be done in this. There weren't any, it's supposed to be more lighthearted and it definitely did that, you know, and still kept that entire feel that the Guardians movies have. Uh, what do you think about Mantis, the whole revelation of Mantis, in terms of the new movie coming up? She gonna die, obviously. She gonna die, saving Gamora. That I trailer mean, had a lot of death of flags in it. Of course. So. Yeah. It definitely did. I love the new outfits, though, in that one, though. Yeah. They're, they're very they're very comic yeah. book-esque from, like, yeah. Dave, a while back. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought there was just like a lot of little really sweet moments. I liked uh, the guy. I forget his name. He's he's the one that took over for Yondu. Oh, Oh, uh, yeah. Craglin. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I like that little talk between Craglin and Kevin Bacon. Oh, that's something that's worth mentioning. I love the uh, how they did it in animation for the flashbacks. That was a really good touch. That was really well done. And it's not just that it was well done. It's Christmassy, you know, to have Mm -hmm. that sort of element in there. Yeah, very fucking well done. 
And also, you know, Yandu, like, you know, being yeah. a big old softy and everything. That was really sweet, yeah. too. Yeah. And we he knew his very first thing. You know how his deal was having all these little knickknacks on his thing? That was, like, the yeah. first knickknack um, he got. So well, that's that how he got like started. Origin yeah, like, you go back thing. and you watch yeah. the first movie where, like, he yeah. finds out that Peter had, like, slipped him another one of those dolls. And, like, it kind of adds to that moment where he can't stay mad at Peter. Boom. You know? Exactly, dude. Exactly. Exactly. So, Dave, what's the one thing we're missing from this show? The worst fucking revelation, probably in the history of the MCU franchise. Probably the worst villain. Easily the worst villain in the MCU. Possibly the absolute worst villain in all of, of movie and TV media. Psykill is officially <laughs> canon. I had no idea what you were building up to. I was like, what villain are we MCU, talking about? Man. Now, as well, a as a as a Transformers G one generation fan, Gobots might as well be the Antichrist. Yes. Of, I love how they know, specifically like mentioned Gobots okay? too. You know? Yes, but so Gobots, Gobots killed like, his cousin. Ain't go, ain't like Gobots like owned by the Transformers now. That's irrelevant. Okay, that doesn't matter. It's still <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that Psykill <laughs> does li- does exist in the MCU alongside yeah. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> and and uh, Gunn has confirmed that yes, Hasbro gave them permission to use GoBots, and yes, now GoBots are canon in the MCU. Uh, if only he could have used Rom, you know. If only he could have used Rom, that, that would have been, been even better, I think. But I don't know if enough people know who Rom is. But who knows who Psykill is? Taylor didn't know who Psykill is. I knew who Psykill I knew who the GoBots were. I could not have told okay. you that character was named Psykill, though. Okay, okay. He Did you the... recognize him, though, as a GoBot? If they hadn't said GoBot specifically, I probably wouldn't have. See, no. see. But maybe the name GoBots is so recognizable. But I do recognize is... the name GoBots. The thing yeah. is that, that Drax called him out, so that means that GoBots exist outside of earth somewhere in the galaxy that's right and they man. killed his cousin yeah they killed his fucking cousin so, uh, gobots ruined a birthday party for me one time when i was like uh, eight so i did I you get exactly that of a transformer like. or what oh uh, yeah yeah i don't want to talk mm. about it all right let's get on to something more <laughs> serious uh Andor. uh i said it in the pre-show this is my favorite of the entire star wars franchise i'm glad you finally caught up on it it is fucking brilliant. I could go into such detail into each of these characters, their motivations, which in a lot of in every character, their motivations are so fucked up. Yep. Uh, each fucking moment that is slowly turning these individuals into rebels, but I'm not going to do that. I'll lean into the fact that this is like the most anti-fascist shit. It's fucking awesome. Dude, it's so good. And the reason I say that, it takes a while to become a revolutionary. You just don't, oh, become a revolutionary. You don't wake That's up and be like, I'm Skywalker. Gonna... Oh, I'm going to go play with my friends. And then at half an hour later, oh, I'm going to go join the rebels. And now he's fucked. You know what I mean? Star yeah. Wars misses um, that, dude. It misses that. The same that way that, yeah, the same way that the, uh, the Rogue One movie was like a brilliant kind of step off of the wizard train you know we get to see what it's like for the normal folks in this fantastical setting this show was that plus more you know it's really engaging characters and like you said yeah the slow burn the build up to all these things it was so so well done 
It is right, so it's nice not, just a not slow to burn. go to Tatooine for a change. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. yeah, dude, this trades the mysticism of the Jedi and all that shit and the black and white concept of evil, okay? I'm not taking anything away from anything. But yeah, dude, Star Wars, it's black and white. You know who oh, the good yeah. guys are. You know who the bad guys are. In this, there's a turn that the one character, I don't have any of the names, the one character who's helping them do the heist, right? And they go to save the guy who got crushed by the money, right? Okay. And that yeah. turn he takes, that heel turn where he's talking to Andor and he's like, dude, that's like 90 or 40 million a piece. You and I could just go right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, we could take the money and moment, run. In that moment, not only does it just paint the this part, you know, quote unquote, this part of the Star Wars galaxy as no, there's there are no good guys. You know, there are no bad guys. Yeah. I mean, that whole high sequence, you know. Yeah. It does not shy away that, like, these guys are doing pretty messed up things in the name of a greater good. You know, like they're taking people hostage. They're threatening families. They're threatening yeah. children. Oh, yeah. In order to pull off this heist, you know? Right. But there's another angle there. Like the heist, right? They got some money. But as Mon Mothma said, we didn't really need that money. And the dude's like, it wasn't for the money. It was to get the... The empire to word out there action exactly and then get the empire to choke the galaxy even harder because nothing spurs a revolution like a a stronger heel a heavier heel on your neck dude it's like holy shit yeah part of the brilliance of this show is like it doesn't shy away from the the pretty underhanded things, especially people like Luthen are doing, right? Like he's like sacrificing more than one person, right? In the name of this greater right, good. Right. And, and, but then again, you also see that why this needs to happen, why the empire must be opposed. Because like, I love the part where Andor gets arrested genuinely by accident. He genuinely had nothing to do with what was going on. And they okay, threw him in prison for fucking life. After- but that happened after the heist. That's true, but it's yes. still the. It, you know yeah. what they I mean? knew the empire would do it because the empire is that bad. You know, right? But oh man, it does leave that sort of ambiguity there. Where if they didn't do this heist, if they didn't force the empire to push their boot down a little harder, would everything else after that had happened the way that it did? You know what I mean? Yeah, it would have Maybe somebody else would have had to do it. Like you know, they were talking yeah. about that that one. And of place. course, they would have. They show you by the end of it. Yes, they would have. You know what I mean? Yeah. They had this shit planned forever. That's fucking sounds of those alien kids dying that drove homegirl crazy. Oh yeah. my god, dude! That I was mean, that had, yeah, yeah, that had nothing to do. They like not only right. the torture itself, but they got that tool to use because they basically wipe out a race you know exactly the empire is that bad exactly but that came later that came after that you know what i mean this the show kind of made you kind of yeah i mean we're starting off with like andor himself and all of his other people they're basically just trying to keep their heads down and over the course of the show they realize that they can't that there is no sitting on the sidelines for something like this because andor tried you know, he did. He, he did. And but... he said, no, the rebellion is just as bad for me as the empire is, you know, and then he but they his... never stop taking. Yeah. And that's one of the yes. lessons from this show is that like yeah. sitting on the sidelines and hoping that they'll just, you know, leave you alone. They won't. They yeah. will slowly take everything. Oh, yeah. 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 
So again, this show follows Andor, but it follows all these other characters. But let's stay on Andor for a second because, yes, he does this heist, right? And you're into it. And they're like, all right, he got the heist. Now what? You know, and then that thing happens. And then he's on fucking vacation. And it's like, okay. And then he gets arrested. And then it's like, okay. And then he's in jail. And it's like, okay. But the way they did that episode, right? I watched that, ended up watching that episode twice because I was like, oh my, the way they edited and filmed that episode, you sort of feel like Andor does, getting thrown into this mess out of no fault of your own, and you're kind of discombobulated, for lack of a better word, you know what I mean? Uh and then he gets in there, of course. Andy Circus, fucking holy shit! I mean, oh yeah, God, he was one of the man. standout performances from oh, a yeah, show with love, lots oh, of standout performances. God, this was an amazing, amazing ensemble cast. Oh, dude, he just blew me away. But man, they're making those things. The old man, you know. And again, I'm saying all these things. All these things are examples of things that are, it's mirroring the real world. You know, it's mirroring things that either happened in actual history. Or comparisons that you can make to today with forced labor, you know, of people who are imprisoned, uh, injustices in the justice system. And I love that angle to it, too. You know what I mean? And I think Star Wars is going in a great direction with things like Andor. You know what I mean? It's... and that's the another great thing about the Star Wars universe as a whole. The Mandalorian is like a Western, you know. Andor is I'm not even sure how to fucking explain what fucking Andor yeah, it's, is. It's, you Andor, know? it's, it's like a hard. nail it down, yeah. Yeah. It's oh man. But yeah, my favorite of the franchise. I can't wait for a second season. Um I want to cool off from it a little bit before I say it's my favorite. I still do like Mandalorian quite a lot, but this is definitely yeah. a very strong contender. Dude, I, I Every I was sold by the, like the prison, you know what I mean. That prison when, arc was probably the best. Oh the heist arc was really good too. But yeah, yeah they those are both great examples of yeah. you know they build up for like two or three episodes, and then there's this huge explosion of action. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. But then, and then like that, the whole season builds up to that huge explosion of action back home. You know, when he goes to a right. What, what was it, Rick's was- Road or something? Yeah, Rick's Road on Frieza or whatever the hell, Riza or whatever it was. But Phoenix. Yeah, and that whole scene with the old lady and the droid and the emotion and the hammer guy who was all, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Just everything done so fucking well. And everybody sort of meeting up at the end on that planet was really cool. And we got a marching um, band in Star Wars. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> There's more of a death marching band. Oh, dirge. Yeah, dirge. But, uh, they also mirror all of that action and stuff like that. Like we said, off of the, you know, very somber shit at the funeral, yeah. but throughout the whole series, the Mon Mothma stuff, no action whatsoever. Yeah. All of the stuff there is on the drama of her trying to somehow do banking and, and run the, the rebellion from a, you know what I mean? That yeah. shit should be boring. But no, it was like political intrigue because it's all also wrapped around her having all these political enemies and her plan. Yeah, and that. Like, and that was so yeah. cold at the end, right? Where she had to basically right. sell her daughter in order to save the rebellion. Oh, know? dude. But also uh, her husband. You know, Oh, and she, she, to, she laid him out to dry. I right, threw him brilliant. under the bus for, yeah, yeah dude. But it's all mirrored off of her cousin, 
or her sister, whoever the blonde. I think they were cousins. cousins. Yeah, who? I mean, that was a great moment too when you realize that Val and Mon Mothma are related. Yeah, you know what I mean. That like, was a cool moment. It was really know? cool seeing Mon Mothma fleshed out a bit. She basically yes, wasn't a character yes. in any of the original yeah, things. She was she just was, a voice. She yeah, was a voice. Yeah. And so, yeah, like seeing the- her like <laughs> having to do all the intrigue was really impressive. I will confess that there were times where I was like, ah, oh, they've cut away to the B plots again. No, but I I enjoyed those a lot. I'm, and the, we, yeah, especially because, when we got to the end, like I was very glad they yeah, were there. The accents and the acting, the dialogue was really witty too. You know what I mean? That yeah. really, I don't want to say they were chewing the scenery, but I really liked the quick, sharp political sort of dialogue that they were pulling into there. Because again, you cannot have a rebellion against a government without that political angle. And that's what we're building to here, you know? So I understood why they put it in there and I fucking loved it just as much as all the other shit. Yeah, dude, I love this shit. I want to watch it right now. I do. I want to put on the prison arc like right now. I loved it so much. It's It's varied. Yeah, I mean. The series is quite varied. Like the first, like the first three arcs, like leaving Phoenix and uh, the heist and then the prison break, you could easily sit down and watch those three episodes back to back. It's like a movie, like any given afternoon, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, yeah, so that was great. We'll talk a bit more about any other show that comes out. But the final thing we'll talk about about Andor was the great poetry of the uh, post-credit scene, where the things that they were building in the prison, those little gear-looking things, yeah. were actually parts in the Death Star. And yeah. it's like, oh, man, God, that was just such a good cherry on top, you know? Uh, and good for uh, the Star Wars universe to finally give us some after credit scenes. Come on, guys. Let's do it, you know. But, man, yeah, what a great show. Loved it. Uh, all right, let's do food news. Mmm, yummy. I'm glad we went long on that because the comics food were shit this news. week. Uh, Mountain Dew has a uh, fruit quake. It is a fruitcake flavored Mountain Dew. Yeah, mm. it's not Nasty. bad. I mean, Oh, if you've had it. Yes. Live review. I mean, go ahead. What is it? I mean, it's it's essentially is drinking a fruit cake. It's, Where's it's, the cake part come in? Like the fruit seems not only like <laughs> conceivable, but I, I don't. There's nothing weird at all about putting fruit flavor it's, in a Mountain Dew. But where does it get the cakeiness here? It's kind of a the best way I could probably describe it. And it's been about two weeks since I've had one. Um, well, you don't forget. I'm sure you. But it, it's palette. a very fruity kind of ginger ale. It's the best okay, way. Okay, so they put it. like some like. Some root Sounds vegetable gross. flavor in there. Yeah. Sounds nasty. Okay. Because I mean, you have cherries in fruit cake. I get that this, this is to like be nasty. I'm assuming the cake part is what makes this holiday, but I would have rather if they just had the fruit. Well, last year they that had been more palatable. Man. I think they had a gingerbread man uh, Mountain Dew. Yeah, and that sounded terrible. <laughs> and it, it, it was also like drinking ginger ale, a very very stout ginger ale. Not good. Food news times two. Uh, Subway is doing a foot long cookie. Not a terrible thing. You could share it. Okay, so I see all the <laughs> toppings on it. What's the actual cookie itself? You know, I got you, bro. Okay, okay. That looks that nasty. Chips? That looks just as nasty as a Subway sub. I would be more enticed by this if it wasn't Subway. Yeah, if it was any other sandwich place. Yeah, that's why I picked it. Subway is always uh, gross. I mean, you could you could make this at home. 
that, that's a good oh point. Oh, my God, like, this guy. You can like, make any sandwich at home. What are well, you talking about? I'm just, I, I understand Dave's point, though. Like, if Dave came into the shop and was like, hey, guys, I baked you a foot-long cookie, I'd be delighted by oh, this. It looks sure. good. For but, sure. like, it's not, I don't, I don't trust sandwiches. Subway not to have just, like, a processed all the hell, like, subpar ingredients, just shit show of a cookie. Well, they, they pro- what they've probably done is they've essentially taken their cookie dough and done this. Go, go I'm to, sure. I'm sure. Uh, so go it's to not Subway and, and ask but I, about it. Yeah. But hey, I mean, some of this. I might stuff, go to like, Subway and have one this week. So if someone I trusted things. made something like this, yeah, I like the. Those look like a uh, white chocolate potato chips, maybe up there on top. I, I'm looking at. I'm thinking it's lays, the third bro. one. It's probably the, yeah, the second one from the top. That looks like peanut butter, pickles, tomatoes, and chips. Oh, that's no, awful! Come man. on, man. It, it can't nasty. be that. That's disgusting. <laughs> that is disgusting. That is gross. It has hell. to be something else, right? I hope Moving so. <laughs> I I really wish Adam was here because we would have a moment of destruction. Because damn it, that was the other trailer. Transformers Beast oh, yeah. trailer. Uh, come out. I mean, I don't. That's in my notes. I don't know why. I, I care more. Down. I'm more interested in this than I am in a lot of the other Transformer movies that come out nowadays, yeah. just because Ron right. Perlman and um, this is the same guy who made Bumblebee, right? Yeah, yeah. And that was one of the better Ooh. Transformer movies. Yeah, for sure. I love Bumblebee, man. Well, I, you know, I've come what... to love all of the Transformers movies for what they are. That's but, true. If you're going, if you're going in expecting something they're not, which is a reasonable thing to expect, yes, you're probably going to be disappointed. But if you know what you're in for, sure. I mean, from what I've seen in the trailer of of the Maximals, they seem to be almost like spot on for their animated counterparts. Yeah, we Dude, saw Rhinox, we saw Cheetor, we saw. This is something I they're can right actually talk Rhino. about I because know, I, actually, I know that's yeah. so awesome. <laughs> I don't yeah, they the Beast Wars was my fucking jam when I yeah, was a dude. kid. And I'm a G1 guy, and they're sort of mixing them together. Well, they've done you know, it's, it's not like, like the yeah. first time they haven't done that. Oh no, they've done that, sure. Yeah. And especially have done it in the comics. They've done it in the comics tons of times. They but... did it, they did it in that Netflix series uh, yeah. not too long ago. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really stoked about this, dude. Prime look good, B look good. That's Mirage, even though he is in Jazz's, you know, uh alt form. It's hard to get an F1 car. You know, to hide. That was a that was a that was a dumb choice. You know, for an alt mode for a car. Oh, yeah, mode. like a Mack well, truck Jazz... is like fucking blending it. I mean, you see Mack trucks though driving down the road. <laughs> if I saw enough, like a Formula enough. One car, you know, cockpit driving down fair the road, fair enough. Fair I'd enough. be like, whoa, we got a, we got a pretty alien. good RC. Oh, dude, RC. The joke I've been saying there. I I see what Wanda Maximoff. You know, I she might have a point. You know what I mean? Robosexual. Yeah, Yeah, robosexual. Yeah, RC looked great. No alt mode on RC, which is... Uh, She's a motorcycle, apparently. No, no, I know. I know she is not a motorcycle in the toys, but I'm not sure if that's actually going to happen or not. We'll see. Uh, Apparently, that BW bus that she was with is Wheeljack. Yeah, Wheeljack is the V-Dub. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Anthony Ramos is cool, too. It's so easy to forget to talk about the humans in the Transformer movies. I know. Uh, all right. Uh, plush number one, uh, Doug Wagner, Daniel Hillard, uh, honorable mention. Uh, not as good of a first issue as I want it to be, but there's definitely something here. Uh, I'll keep an eye on that one. Star Trek number two, I wanted to mention. Fucking awesome. If you're a Star Trek fan, you should be reading this book. It, but only if you're a Star Trek fan. You know, this is not something that people can just get into if if they want to get into Star Trek comics. 
You ain't gonna know none of the shit. They're making a for lot the of initiated only. Yeah, only for the initiated, only for the diehards. But I'm loving it. But my number three is, and I think we're gonna have a whole lot of copy, uh, a little of crossover. JSA number one. That's my number two. Jeff I'll just John. get it out of the way right now and tell you that's my number one. Oh, awesome! Wow, three, two, one, right out of the gate. It, it kind of it went through the cycle for us. It here. did. <laughs> I, I think that's gonna happen a lot. I think we're gonna have a lot of different. Codes well, like that. I should go ahead and mention now that they didn't have Marvel books again. Apparently, they've got it cleared oh, up now. Lord. So I, I just have the two books to talk about today. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah, this is solid. Johns is playing with both the future and the past of the DCU in a way that I'm not sure has ever been done before, um, in any medium. It's only possible in this medium. Uh, yeah. To do the sort of things that he is is playing with in here, uh, and that aspect of this alone uh, has got potential to be something special. And I was really happy I was here for the start of it. I think I'm all in. Uh, Michael Jane, and as always, you know, murders it. It's an assassination on the. Yeah, audience. I love it's that gorgeous. spread there. It's yeah. just gorgeous. Uh, it's not just the spread; it's the design. You know, her yeah. huntress flying through there. I love the really good work with the panels and yeah, just yeah. smashing through time barriers and shit. Yeah, it's just beautiful. I love that one guy. Uh, is it Rip Hunter, the one who's controlling time on all these on all them motherfuckers yeah. and murdered them all in like a couple minutes? Oh, beautiful, beautiful yeah. sequential art there too, and very good work by Jeff Johns to do everything he needed to do there and communicate it in just a page or two. You know, he did a lot of work in just those two pages. That one guy. And John's made it just flow in this perfect action sequence that just translated so well. Um, John's does a lot of that in this, dude. He gets uh, uh, Huntress and Catwoman's relationship, both as like superheroes, but also as mother and daughter, but also as having this connection to Bruce. They He gets that so just on the nail here. From the for opening pages, I really like the yeah. whole angle about like, to her, Batman wasn't this like scary symbol of menace that he was the guy who gave you your second chance. Exactly. You know, like dude. she like she I think she did it really eloquently. Like, you know, I wouldn't exist if he didn't give Catwoman her second chance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But also Selena had arguments that only like a mother could could you know what I mean? Yeah. Because she knows no, there's an extra thing here between us, you know, that you just cannot understand unless you have it you know yeah but yeah really well done. this is a really good setup for like mystery um yeah. there's a lot of like breadcrumbs are thrown around that design on that big splash page was amazing yeah, and yeah dude. i'm i'm definitely intrigued this did everything well i guess technically a second issue but like a first issue proper um yeah. should be doing you know yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah. I don't follow JSA. I don't follow Justice League or any. I mean, like the team books right. in DC, but this thing was sure. like the best thing I read this week. Oh and yeah, I mean, very well done with the artwork. It's hard to follow yeah. the JSA because they only get to get in circulation every now and then, and that's like a damn shame. I, like Legion. Yeah, I think uh, Gomer and I share that. We're like, we are suckers for the JSA, and it's yeah. cool to see them back and doing cool shit here. I know? mean, yeah. in all honesty, I picked it up just because I knew you guys would talk about it so I could follow right. along. And it oh, was... I'm so glad. About, I'm happy about that, dude. No, for <laughs> real. Like, well, I'm glad the you got peer pressured right. into reading a good book there. Today. Right, right. Yeah, that's awesome. And how about the second, like, coming of Jeff Johns, you know? All the shit he's got going on at Image Comics in terms of basically a shared universe between at least two series right now yeah. and more to come. And now he's basically taking over at DC Comics in terms of pushing – I don't even know what to call yeah. what he's doing. 
You know what I mean? I don't even. Uh, Chip Zdarsky's doing his own thing at Batman. We got our own thing going on over at the Superman now. We don't know what's going on with Justice League, but it's not going to include Jeff Johns. But yet, Jeff Johns just wrote the best fucking DC book of the week. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, you know he I mean? got to be where he was for a reason. And it is cool yeah. to see him have like a return to form here. For sure. For sure. Uh, all right. We're at least going to get through number three with everybody having a pick. So, T, honorable mentions and number three. I literally just had the two books. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so, uh, so I yeah, got nothing skip, else. By default, we skip your ass. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll see you at my number one if you yeah, don't mention it yeah. first. You know? Right. Uh, yeah, I'll probably, I think I'm going to if you only got two books. Uh, Dave. Honorable uh, mentions. Honorable mentions. Uh, the Bad Idea book, The First Seven Days. Cool, cool. Uh, I didn't get that. Uh, crazy premise of puppets come to life and they build oh, bigger rad. puppets and make what and make and, puppets and make bigger puppets oh, okay bigger that's... versions of themselves cool. all right <laughs> it's really weird and that's then it cool. has like it has like you know what so it's like the technological singularity but with puppets something nice. like that they, nice. they talk okay. about like the puppets started screaming the first day and by the seventh day the puppets were making the making larger versions of themselves and then it kind of goes on to like this pinocchio like characters in a cage and it's in a nightclub because apparently like humans retaliated very hard <laughs> so nice they were like they didn't know the premise was they don't know if it was some kind of like experiment from an alien race or something never really truly explains it right. but that's what they were talking about in that you know, normally uh, I'm like on the side of like, hey, let's all be like tolerant and everything. But if a screaming puppet came to life, I probably would be yeah, on the dude. team, throw it in a cage. Yeah. Uh, Andy and or Andrew, sorry, Andrew Phillips in the chat. Uh, Planet Hulk was pretty good. Yeah, the World Breaker book, it was not bad at all. I really liked revisiting just Greg Pock's take on this other world that has been changed so much by Hulk. Uh, yeah, it was really solid, dude. Uh, yeah, and like a decade like or whatever three, it's been it since good. Planet Hulk. Yeah, that's a. Uh... Yeah, it's a classic, you know. Yeah, for I can sure. look at back on it now with some fondness. Yeah, it's revisiting a classic, and yeah, I had fun. I had fun checking that out. So, uh, uh, any other honorable mentions? My other honorable mention is Roadie Number Three. It was solid. It's all right. This yeah. book's always good. Yeah, the just um, on the run from demons and angels. Mm -hmm. So, it's like uh, supernatural with a dude who used to kick it with bands. Yeah, I mean, really, it's good. He's like cool. the roadie. He's like the roadie for uh, Motorhead, right. <laughs> essentially. Right. Uh, my number three pick this week is Plush Number One. Nice, nice. Uh, crazy. All right. Crazy premise, but Wagner always does crazy premises. Yeah. I, it's about I, a bunch of furries and their actual monsters mixed in with the furries. Well, uh, the pink lady one I don't know about, but the goat and the cat are definitely human. Oh, you think they're human? No, they are human. You, oh, one. But there's one, some kind of monsters. Oh, you think they're just cannibals? I think they're cannibals. Or, oh, okay, okay. Or, or, or they're letting their uh, furry personalities take over. Maybe the suits are alive. I don't know. Yeah, there's uh, definitely some potential here. But uh, they, they, I really are... resent listening to the description of this book. Oh, dude, it's nuts. <laughs> but it, it's, it's nuts. but there's but there's another angle going on because the main character in here, he's like apparently from a very well-to-do family. Yeah, and his girlfriend has cheated on him. He wants to call off the the engagement, 
but the his girlfriend is the daughter of the sheriff, and the sheriff is essentially blackmailing him to continue with the engagement. See, that reminded me of like an eighties movie, kind, like yeah, sort of premise, you know, like. Dukes of Hazard on a Tuesday night sort of premise, something but, like that. But, but it, I think that still fit with or fit in with sort of like the silliness that they were going for. And uh, and, with the story. and these, Andy chiming in that plush was his number three as well. That so. those those these furries in this picture right here come to make a jailbreak. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see so, how that goes. <laughs> it goes really well. I see. I didn't think it was a jailbreak either. I thought they were coming to murder his ass. I they, think they witness. He was a witness. I I think that there will be a thing between the cat and the guy. Yeah. And I think there will be a jailbreak. That's was, where I feel it it's was, going. It was fucking wild, dude. It was wild. All right. My number two is, up. Oh wait, we got another comment. Uh, Oh, Eli, not much happened in this first dish. Too much drama and the furry gore. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I was expecting more furry gore as well. There was a dose of it. There'll but probably be yeah, some more yeah, furry not enough. gore. Not enough. Not enough. No, he's right. There wasn't enough. Well, he'll like my number two pick. Nightwing Annual number two. I think this is actually the second one for this series. The 2022 Taylor. Annual. Yeah, that's my number yeah. one. Uh, great series of stories. Uh, it was Tom Taylor, Jay Kristoff, C.S. Picot, Eduardo, Pensica, and Naki Miranda. It might have been another artist in there, too, that I didn't get the name for. But uh, we had the origin of Heartless, which was a lot of fun. Uh, Taylor, you just said this is your number one? It's my number one. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so, what do you think of the Heartless origin? I thought it fit in pretty well. I thought it was. I thought it was a good payoff. Like they've been building up this uh, character Dexter. for a really long time. I liked that Heartless was basically evil Bruce Wayne, complete with his own evil Alfred. Ooh, that's you know? nice. Nice. Well, don't we already have an evil Bruce Wayne in the we form did. of Hush? We did. That don't count. Hush don't count. Hush never counts. Man, we have it's evil Bruce none. Wayne in the form of, like, what's his name? Like, fucking Prometheus. We have lots of evil Bruce Waynes. This is a... This <laughs> we is have, a right? We have this is a worthy evil Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Oh, There's literally an evil Bruce Wayne running Bruce around Wayne. now. <laughs> uh, Andy chimed in. Nightwing was his number two. So, yeah, that's nice. That's but nice. I like the angle that they took with this one, where, like... He too was sort of formed by Nightwing's formative event, but in an entirely different and perverse way. You know, that yeah. seeing death, seeing particularly Dick Grayson's heartbreak is like the only emotion he ever fucking felt. And that he kind of turned that into his serial killer persona. You know, we yeah. saw a few issues back, right? He chose not to kill Blockbuster, at least not at that time, because it's like, oh, yeah. well, no one's going to miss you when I kill you. Right. You know, so he doesn't get right. any jollies out of it. Right. Um, and the, I like the whole like shtick of him like grafting, like Frankensteining himself to like become stronger. I don't, I don't understand know that, how what, that's working. I don't I, really understand how having heartbreak, how having a blockbuster's heart in him is supposed to make it better. I assume that it is, though. You is know, blockbuster a metahuman? Uh, yeah, I would um, think so. He's like yes. a giant, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe he his heart is like the size of like someone's chest cavity. So maybe yeah. he's super scrolling himself. Yeah, he's super scrolling himself or something, dude. Either yeah. way, it yeah, was the, a good the, origin. I thought it and was And then fun. the bite wing story was adorable. Oh, wonderful, dude. It was great. It was so fucking cool. Yeah, you got to pay attention it wasn't to the story. Dog. It wasn't the story how he lost his paw? No, it wasn't. No, it was not oh. year one. Uh, go it, was sort of a, on that, but... it was sort of a, him having anxiety for being left alone all the time, <sighs> you know? And that's an actual lesson. 
Yeah, you her leave dog alone too much. You gotta give your dog. She destroyed his Nintendo Switch, amongst other things. But yeah, oh. shit, but like her little fantasy of her like being a superhero, like uh, Nightwing, and going in to save them and everything. That was just it was so cute. Um. Yeah, uh, Eli again from over the Congo bullies chiming in, kind of like the twisted version of Dexter, where dude mentored his bloodlust. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That is so certainly right an on. apt comparison. And, yeah, uh, so right and in the last story with him like mentoring John, that was also really... I love the dynamic. We've seen this both yeah, in the Nightwing and uh, Superman issues, which of course, because Tom Taylor is writing them both. Mm-hmm. But um, it was really cool to see it here as well. I really like seeing Nightwing become an entirely different type of mentor, the one that John can actually learn something from because he recognizes that he's not going to learn the same way that I learned because the way I learned was kind of fucked up. If not kind ultimately of. helpful, but I well, like this. Tom um, Taylor does a good job of making yeah. like Bruce like an asshole, but not like irredeemably so. Right, you know? right. I don't even know. I don't even think Tom Taylor wrote this one. I think there were these three stories were written by three different writers. Oh, is that I so? Think, I think the heartless one was Tom Taylor, and then the second one was Jay Kristoff, and then the second one was C.S. Picot. But well, if you have it, the issue in front of you, check because I might be wrong. But I don't have the issue in front of me. But I like this because, yes, not only does it build off of previous issues of not only this book, but also the uh, Son of Kal-El book, but it mirrors the education that Dick received from Bruce that he sees as, you know, negative reinforcement. You know, I'll put it that way. It was negative reinforcement, and he's kind of teaching positive reinforcement here. And I don't think it as much shows that how people are learners maybe you're saying that because you're coming from the teacher angle i think this comes from how they are as individuals not john but dick and bruce you know dick taught bruce taught dick that way because bruce is a fucking asshole but dick ain't an asshole so he's going to teach him the same lessons but he's going to do it in a nice way and it's almost like it's teaching a lesson you know kind of the same way that the uh, uh bite wing story did and I love that sort of angle too. So yeah, that was my number two. But yeah, it was a great book, man. Dave, you didn't read that? Nightwing. I I didn't read the Nightwing. I wasn't going to pick cool. up any of the annuals. Awesome, awesome. Sorry. No, it's all right. Uh, Taylor, that was your what, what number are we on now? That was his number one. Those were the only two. That was Taylor's number one. All right, so Dave, you're up to number two now. Bye, Bye. Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Just my number, hang out. my number two out. pick this week is Lovesick number two. Oh my. God. We got a little more story, a, a little. little, well, a lot more, but we got Jesus. a little more background into into this <laughs> this uh, lifestyle. I would it call it nuts, man. It is, and it, it might uh, satisfy Eli's uh, gore here. I mean, people getting disemboweled, beheaded, baths in blood. For entertainment, that, uh, man. For, for entertainment. Inter- for entertainment. Yes, and a succubus even- and a and- demon. And a furry hunt. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, this book is freaking nuts. But again, it is sort of has a, like, it's saying something. You know, it's speaking out to society about certain certain subjects in a very weird way. Um, I want to say it's kind of like a hot book, but it's not. Because it's all, like, wrapped around this gore and shit so much. Oh, yeah. That it's not really sexual yeah, the, at it, all. It, but if it's it is trying, kind of. if it's trying to say something positive about sex workers, it's not. 
No, it's not doing that. I think it's saying something about people who who um, watch sex, who watch porn, and things like that. You know, uh, Eli said he ain't reading this. It's kind of horror, dude. You might get into it, but yeah, it's really kind of sexual, graphic, weird horror. Yeah, you know, trying to say something, but I'm not sure if it is. But uh, yeah, awesome. That's an okay choice. I read that. I'm still reading that. It's if the Cenobites ran a stream. Exactly. If the Cenobites had a, had a sex stream. Yeah. Uh, my number one this week, Exterminators number three, Leia Williams, Carlos uh, E. Gomez. Uh, I think this is the third time this has hit my top three, so it probably won't be seen again. But, it's only a four-issue uh, series. I know. Uh, just a, a whole lot of fun with four really hot mutants just hanging out, and that's what the book is all about. Boom Booms, Boom Booms are the ultimate weapon in this issue, um, which I know sounds weird, but they're really playing up the yucks, you know, on this uh, in a sexual way. And, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Eli chiming in, uh, elevated horror. Yeah, it's definitely elevated horror, dude. It definitely is. Um, but, yeah, but the collector shows up at the end, which was kind of interesting. Uh, just a really fun book. Ultra violent, ultra fun, ultra sexy with a whole lot of fun dialogue where they're talking about each well, other. I'm sure I'll enjoy that favorite. whenever I can be able to get to the I know, catalog that of sucks, man. books that got shorted that really to the shop. sucks. You missed Avengers this week too, which I did. shit, dude. Holy yeah, I hear that. You know what that you've been waiting rough. on? It happened. Everything you've been talking <sighs> yeah. about for the past six months. Oh, yeah. all these Avengers teams are going to meet up sooner or later. It fucking happened, dude. And I was like, damn it. When you said you didn't get your books, I was like, fuck. I had like eight images from that Avengers issue. I'm sure I'll get great. them sooner or later. It yeah. was really fun, dude. I didn't understand half the shit going on because I really haven't been reading Avengers. But it was cool. It was really fun. Uh, Yeah, that's it, y'all. We're tapped out. Thanks for hanging out. I wish we had more to talk about. We still went five minutes over what we usually do. Uh, Thanks for kicking it. Hang out with the bullies later on tonight. They're going to be doing a show. Even though... <laughs> Leroy keeps getting fucking banned from Facebook. He's still doing it somehow. Thank God Eli's there. But uh, yeah, check them out. Yeah, how does it up where like Eli is like the uh, like socially palatable? <laughs> yeah, right. Crazy. They're gonna be talking about Dion Sanders at least. So there's a little preview. Uh, if you want links to their show and more, go to outrakeekery.com. Everything that we got going on is linked up there. Just check it out and do it. Uh, also, check out the group. Like I said before, Outrake Eakery, uh group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook, search Outrake Eakery, and go to the group. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Not my fault this time. Yeah, it wasn't Eli getting fucked up. Fucking Leroy. Talking about Kanye. Shut the fuck up about Kanye, y'all. Quit Man. talking about him. Stop it. Let's take our own advice. I don't want to talk about Kanye. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, thanks again, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. But most of all, thanks to these jokers for hanging out with this joker. Always oh, yeah. fun. As Andy said, we're going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. Oh, man. Sorry. I scrolled right back. <laughs>